Hey, my name is Alyssa Wolf, and as a chronic pain specialist, I am on a mission to empower you to tackle your chronic pain naturally by uncovering hidden truths about pain and exposing the deeper cause. I aim to help you transform your relationship with pain because you've been in this relationship for long enough and you deserve better. You just need a little help to get out of it. And that is what the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast is all about. I'll be busting pain management myths, teaching you some of the mind-blowing neuroscience of pain, and help you overcome some of the roadblocks that are keeping you from seeing real, long-term improvements in pain. Stick with me, and in no time, you'll learn the keys to breaking up with stubborn pain so you can get back to doing what makes you, you, and living your fearless and fulfilling life. So if you have chronic pain and are looking for no fluff, natural, science-backed pain relief solutions, pull up a seat and get cozy because you are in the right place. Let's get started. So this is going to be a much more personal episode today, and I'm going to be sharing something a little bit more personal, a little bit more about my story. And so this is a little bit out of my comfort zone, a little bit out of my ordinary content, what I'm normally sharing. So, but this is something that is very near and dear to me, and that is my faith. Now, this is a topic that I have avoided talking about for several reasons. Number one, because, you know, I don't want to push my faith on anyone. I I know that so many people have been hurt, very hurt by religion, and I don't want to push people further away. I don't want to scare people away. I don't want people to think you need to like pray your pain away or like be more faithful or religious in order to get rid of your pain. And I don't, I don't want to reopen any scars that have been created by trauma within religion. So I've definitely been like putting off sharing this, this part of me. And so sharing my faith story does feel very vulnerable. And as a healthcare provider, as someone who really values science, you know, oftentimes we see it where faith and science seem a little bit like oil and water, right? It seems like the two don't really mix well. And like, anytime we start talking about faith, it makes it seem like, you know, if I start talking about faith, it makes it seem like we don't believe in science. Like the two don't mix, like you're either all science or you're all faith and the two don't go together at all. And I personally don't think that's the case at all because that's not my experience. I think you can have science and faith and they can actually play together very well. But like I said, I think that I've been hesitant to talk about my faith because I fear that people will think that if I'm a person of faith, that that means that I'm not a person who believes in science, who values science. But hopefully, clearly, you can see that that's not true. That's not the case here. So despite it feeling a little bit out of my comfort zone, I think that faith is an important topic to talk about in this arena of chronic pain because it is no doubt a part of the overall, of our overall health, right? Like overall health and holistic wellness is comprised of the physical, the emotional, the social, and our spiritual wellness. And so when one of those areas gets affected, when you have physical pain, for example, it impacts the other areas. So no doubt it impacts your emotional and social wellness, and it can impact your spiritual wellness as well. So no matter what your faith is or what your religion is or what you believe in or what you don't believe in, spirituality and faith are a part of the pain story. So not talking about it is sort of ignoring a really important part of the puzzle that I think a lot of people are struggling with. 
So today I want to share a little bit about my faith story with you and where I've come from and the journey that I've been on. And then I want to share some insights that I have about faith as it relates to chronic pain. Okay. So let's start with my faith story. So I grew up going to Lutheran church, which if you're not familiar with the Lutheran church, it's like a slightly less restrictive version of Catholicism. And I don't mean to say that in a negative way to cast in Catholicism in a negative light, but um, that's the best way that I can explain it. So it is a Lutheranism is a branch of Christianity. Um, I grow, I grew up going to the Lutheran church. I did all of the Lutheran things. I was baptized as a baby. I did the Sunday school classes. You know, my mom actually taught Sunday school classes. We rang the little like church bells at the, at certain like special services. And we wore those little like white gloves so we could ring the bells. Um, and then when I got older, we went to communion classes and then I did confirmation, which again, if you're not familiar with what confirmation is, it's like when you get old enough to confirm your faith, it's just this like ritual that these older kids go through where they essentially confirm their faith. And I guess it kind of confirms their baptism or something like that. So I don't, you know, I don't really know, but that was kind of my experience. So as a kid, I always believed in God. I believed in Jesus, but beyond that, I didn't really know Jesus. I didn't really have a relationship with God or with Jesus. I didn't read the Bible. Um, I didn't really pray aside from doing the Lord's prayer and praying at dinner time. And it was a little bit like checking the box, you know, and going through the motions. My whole upbringing with the Lutheran church was a little bit like going through the motions and checking the boxes. And when I got older, I went to college and I continued to grow kind of further and further away from the church. You know, I always had my faith, but I certainly wasn't acting like a Christian. And so if you'd asked me back then, you know, I would have said that I was a Christian, but I wasn't acting like one. And so eventually, shortly after I graduated from PT school, my husband was in the army. So right away, we moved to Kansas. We moved to a really a pretty rural part of Kansas. At least it was rural to me coming from Southern California after having spent the past 16 years in Orange County and LA. So we moved to Kansas and it was the time at the start of my career. And so in the first month or so after moving there, after moving to Kansas, I think I cried nearly every single day because this wasn't somewhere where I wanted to live. There was nothing to do there. I didn't have any friends. We were in the middle of nowhere in a part of the country with some of the worst weather year round. No offense to the people who live in Kansas. I'm sorry, you guys have bad weather. I'm just going to put it to you that way, bad weather. Um, and so rather than staying lonely and angry and depressed during our three-year commitment to living in Kansas, my husband and I knew that we needed to make friends. So with not a whole lot of other options for meeting people, we decided to find a church and get connected to people in that way, because that's what you do in Kansas. <laughs> so for the first time in our lives, we found a church and a Bible study group. And honestly, this was one of the most terrifying things that I remember doing, because I can still remember sitting in the car parked outside the house where that Bible study was meeting. And for the, that first day, for the first time that we were going to go to that Bible study, uh, as we're getting out of the car, I remember stopping my husband and I said I, that I was afraid to go in. Like, I was like, are we sure we want to do this? I'm afraid to go in there. I was afraid to go in because 
there was no way in my mind that we would fit in with the people who were inside. In my mind, I believed that they were probably, they probably had the Bible memorized. Like they probably could quote scripture and talked with all the Christianese lingo. And they probably did some weird fancy prayers and would make us sort of sing and do worship together and pray and do all this stuff that, you know, I wasn't comfortable with. My, my husband probably wasn't comfortable with either. And I think a lot of my fear actually came from the fact that we were living in the middle of the Bible Belt in the Midwest, right? Like on my way, on my drive from California to Kansas, on the way, getting closer to the town that we were living in, I saw a bunch of these billboards that talked about how Jesus hated abortion and how you, you know, you must repent uh, from your sins. And these big billboards with pictures of Jesus on them were like lining the highways. And so I was afraid to walk into this Bible study because I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be a bunch of Jesus freaks and that I would feel really out of place. So my husband got me out of the car. <laughs> he convinced me to go inside and we went in. And the truth is that it was nothing like what I expected. These were a bunch of really normal people who had really normal people problems. And they were all in different stages in their faith. We, we did pray together and we did talk about the Bible. We read the Bible. We talked about the Bible. So we kept coming back and we did make friends that way. And we not only formed some really rich relationships and had some really deep conversations with people who we might have never talked to outside of this sort of setting, my faith grew. My faith really grew. In fact, I wouldn't even say that it grew. I would say that it became established for the first time, for reals. And the reason I want to tell you this story is because looking back at my time in Kansas, in that small town with nothing else to do, I moved to Kansas thinking that. Kansas has absolutely nothing to offer me. I went into living there thinking that this is going to be a waste of three years. But in reality, Kansas was necessary. I needed to go to Kansas to spend three years there to build a relationship with God and Jesus and grow in my faith. Kansas was a huge turning point in my faith story because that's when I believe that I went from claiming to be a, a Christian to actually knowing God. I believe that I needed to go to Kansas for that to happen. And I believe that God actually put me there or at least used me, used that time to draw me in towards the end of my time in Kansas. We were actually getting ready to move to Hawaii, which was amazing. But I remember one day I was praying and I was given this very vivid image in my head. Uh, and getting this really clear picture was something that never happened to me before. But I was praying and I saw this image at first of this little tiny tree, like a baby tree that almost just looked like a little stick in the mud. And that stick could be like blown over or knocked down with even the slightest force. And so that's what I saw. I saw this little stick in the mud. And then I saw an image of a large tree with a really thick trunk and these big lush branches and this deep root system. And to me, I immediately had this sense that I was that tree, that I, when I moved to Kansas, I was initially, I was the stick in the mud. I, I had always had my faith, but anything could have knocked it down. But my time in Kansas took me from being that little stick and grew my faith into this solid tree with this solid root foundation that could never get knocked down. 
that vision sort of showed me God's purpose when putting me in Kansas. And that was that it was to grow my faith. Now, shortly after that experience, I had another encounter that had never happened before and, and actually hasn't happened again since then. And that was this, this one day I was driving in my car alone uh, on a long, boring drive in Kansas. And if you've ever driven in Kansas, you know that the highways all look the same and that there's not a whole lot of variety of scenery. Um, and so I was on this long drive. I had some alone time to just kind of sit with my thoughts. And so as I was sitting there driving all alone in the car, I heard this voice, whether it was in my head or out loud, I can't tell you, I don't really know exactly where the voice came from, but the voice was very clear. The voice very clearly said, you will do something big with chronic pain. And that to me was a message that I needed to sort of keep pursuing this journey along this path of chronic pain. And as soon as I got that message, it was like, God downloaded this message to me. And I took that as if I had been given my orders, like I was given my calling. Now, what you've got to understand is that up until this point, I had already sort of, you know, been pursuing chronic pain as a specialty. It was something that I was already strangely drawn to. I was uniquely passionate about it. So this message, the message itself wasn't that shocking or, you know, like it wasn't that out of nowhere sort of thing. It was more or less, it felt like it was more of an activation, so to speak. You know, it felt like it was like permission. It felt like it was like getting orders. To me, it was like God was telling me and was confirming that he really did make me the way that I am. He made me super passionate about this population, about chronic pain. He made me really caring. He made me really compassionate and humble. He made me really interested in science and biology and anatomy. He made me curious about this mystery of chronic pain. He made me a solution seeker, an achiever, a doer. He made me detailed oriented and organized and a perfectionist and an innovator and a pioneer. He made me with all of those qualities. And so this message that I got was just this confirmation that this was his plan for me. This message was like this confirmation that this was what I needed to do. And it really put things into perspective for me because then, and still now to this day, I can look back on all the things that I've gone through and I can see God guiding that journey every step of the way. I do believe that God put certain people in my life, my mentors and my instructors and my leaders, he had me go to Mount St. Mary's College in Los Angeles and not any other college because he ha I had to go there. It was, it was actually my last choice in schools because it was expensive and I didn't want to live in LA, but it was the only school that I got into. And you know what? In retrospect, I think it was the best thing for me in my career. So I do think that that was, in a sense, God's handiwork. I think that God led me to certain jobs at certain clinics with certain bosses who allowed me to grow in my career as someone who focused mostly on evidence-based practice and specifically helping people with chronic pain. And so every job that I've had, every time we moved because of the military, I was able to start a new pain program or teach students about chronic pain or work with chronic pain patients in a new way. While I hated moving as, much, as many times as we did because of the military, all that moving provided me with a really unique opportunity to continuously work on perfecting and fine-tuning the approach. 
making tweaks with each attempt and with each patient in every clinic and every program I was at, I got that unique opportunity to learn from what worked and what didn't work, uh, not necessarily to start over again, but to learn and improve with each move, if that makes any sense. And so every step of the way I was learning, I was perfecting the art of working with this chronic pain population. And I was growing more and more empathetic towards them and learning how to be a better educator and how to be a better coach and be a better physical therapist. I think God was coordinating that journey for me so that I could grow and learn in the ways that he needed me to. He provided me with those opportunities. And I think I was also blessed to have certain patients come into my life and into my practice as well. Certain individuals that absolutely were necessary for me to work with, for me to meet and work with, because they either helped me develop the confidence that I needed or the validation that I needed to continue doing this kind of work. I've had so many of those individuals, and I wish that I could say their names here today to thank them, but I can't for obvious reasons. But I don't think that they know how important a role that they played in this whole bigger story. Those patients helped me help more people. And that is so important. I truly believe that God purposefully gave me those people and those experiences and those opportunities because he was coordinating my journey. I think that God truly has his hands on every step of this process, even in those moments that I didn't realize it. And sometimes I don't even realize it now because he's still doing it, but he is, he's making moves in my life, leading me to in the direction that he has called me into. So I do believe because of all this, that helping people with chronic pain is my calling. Some people have hobbies. Some people get excited about gardening or cycling or you know whatever, but I don't really have hobbies. Chronic pain is my hobby. I seriously love chronic pain neuroscience. I love helping people and teaching people and empowering people. I love learning about, you know, pain neuroscience research and learning better ways to address chronic pain from all angles. So I'd rather read a, you know, research paper or a textbook about chronic pain than watch movies or do, you know, what other people consider fun stuff, because this is my calling and this is what I was meant to do. So when I heard that voice tell me, you're going to do something big with chronic pain, I was like, yes, yes, God. That makes sense. Let's go. Let's do it. Let's go now. Let's do that. What do you want me to do? I'm ready for that. It was like my purpose had been confirmed and it was like that little voice that was like what activated me, you know? Now I know as I'm saying all of this, that my, with my faith story, that it sounds like my whole faith story was just all rainbows and butter butterflies every step of the way. And so what I want to say to that is that it definitely wasn't, it was hard. There were certainly really hard times. There were a lot of failures along the way that I've since had to learn that they were not failures, that they were learning opportunities. And there were plenty of times where I struggled in my relationship with God. There was this one situation that unfortunately I cannot talk about publicly because it wouldn't be safe for me to share, but I went through an experience that was relatively traumatizing for me. You know, it was, it was a huge hit for me in my journey, in this journey. And it made me question God's plan for me. I remember feeling mad at God. I was mad that he made me the way I am, which is super passionate about helping people with chronic pain and gave me all the, he gave me all these opportunities only to let this one thing happen that knocked me on my ass. 
and I can't, unfortunately, I can't share the details and I still get shook up when I talk about it. But, but I was seriously knocked on my ass. I had the wind taken out of my sails. I was very hurt and I took that out on God. I got mad at him because I was like, God, you told me I was going to do something big with chronic pain and you let this happen. You know, how can I come back from this? I felt so defeated, so hurt, so broken. And I thought there was no way that I could get the strength to put myself back out there and start over again and get back into the world of chronic pain again after what that, what had happened. Navigating that season of my life was not easy. And it made me question my faith. It made me question God's promises over me. And it made me question God's goodness. It made me question my calling. It made me want to give up on my passions and my callings and just go back to being average, you know, just make your paycheck, being your average cog in the wheel, physical therapist. The wind was totally taken out of my sails, but I got to tell you, while I felt like at that moment, like I couldn't go on and that I couldn't come back to that, I remembered that picture of that tree that God showed me, that I was still that tree with the solid root system and not even something as big and scary as what I had been through could knock me down. And I remember saying to someone that what I was going through felt like I was being punished for something that I didn't do or didn't deserve. And that someone said to me, what if God's not punishing you? He's protecting you. And that completely changed my perspective on the situation. It wasn't that I was being punished. I was being protected. This was just another one of God's ways of stepping in and guiding my path. And, you know, just like kids sometimes get mad at their parents for having harsh rules or making curfews, you know, that sometimes feel like punishment. It really is protection. It's a way to keep our kids on the right path. And I think that's what God was doing. He was course correcting. He had me in that situation because I needed to be there to learn and grow. I needed to meet certain people. I needed them and they needed me. And then I needed to move on to the next thing. This bad thing happened to me, it hurt, but in the end, it was the best thing for me because that wasn't the place that I was supposed to be in anymore. So my journey, my faith journey has led me to learn a few lessons about God. And I want to share some insights that I have about faith as it relates to chronic pain, because this is an important part of the healing journey. Now, I think there are going to be some of you listening who are struggling with your faith right now, who are mad at God who are questioning his goodness or questioning your faith. You're in pain every day, you're suffering, and it probably just doesn't make sense why God would let this happen. Some of you may be asking, why me, right? Maybe some of you have faith and you pray for healing and you pray for a miracle that God would just remove the pain and then he doesn't. And that feels really hard because if God answers prayers, why won't he fix me? Why won't he heal me? Why won't he take this away, right? Why does he want me to suffer? Or maybe some of you have drifted away from God because of this experience of pain or trauma or suffering or hurting or depression and isolation. It's affected your faith in that it has made it hard to believe in God. It's made it hard to want to have a relationship with God. And so if that's you, if you're mad at God or you've been questioning your faith, you have doubt, you have hurt and resentment towards God, because of your experience in your health and in your pain journey, I want you to know that it's okay to feel those ways. It's okay and it's normal and those feelings are valid. The questioning of your faith 
and those feelings are valid. And also, what if this isn't God punishing you? What if he's protecting you? This was one of the insights that I learned to see in my faith journey is to stop seeing the crap times, the times where things don't go the way that I planned and the times where the world doesn't seem fair, where things totally suck. I learned in my journey to stop viewing those times as punishment and to see them as either protection or purpose. As a perfectionist, it's very easy for me to feel like a failure. It's very easy as a perfectionist to beat yourself up over things. And I see this happening in my clients, constantly beating themselves up for things that they did in the past or for things that they didn't do in the past. They beat themselves up. They're so hard on themselves. They blame themselves. And that can bring us into this place where we feel unworthy. We, we may sometimes blame ourselves. And so instead of looking at things from the perspective of, you know, this happened to me because I'm not good enough, or I'm not Christian enough, or I'm not smart enough, or I'm not motivated enough, or regimented enough, or I'm a failure. Because in that case, we're just punishing ourselves. Instead, we need to learn to look at those situations as learning opportunities. Maybe those things were opportunities provided to us to teach us a certain lesson, to help us learn a new truth, to break some false belief pattern, to gain resiliency. Maybe those failures are not failures at all, but they're opportunities to learn and grow. And that's the thing about growth is that it sometimes hurts. It's uncomfortable, right? So maybe you're not going through this as a form of punishment, but maybe this is for a purpose. Maybe this is part of the plan. I mentioned that I had certain patients and clients that I've worked with along the way that I needed to encounter who taught me things that I needed to learn so that I could continue helping people. Don't you think there was purpose in their pain in that way? If it meant that it gave me the confidence and validation to keep going that I needed, and they helped me learn to help them better, they were patient with me and open-minded and willing to step out of their comfort zone. They were the perfect people for me to work with, to gain confidence in continuing to work and specialize in chronic pain. So in that way, there was purpose in their pain. So as humans, when we have chronic pain, I think it's easy to take on that mindset where we blame ourselves and we beat ourselves up. But what if pain isn't punishment? Maybe it's an experience that contains a lesson or an opportunity that will equip you for something that is coming later on. Maybe there is purpose in it. I do believe that every person has a purpose on this planet. Some people have obvious ones and others have a series of smaller ones. Every person has a purpose, a calling, and even possibly more than one purpose. So that is one of my favorite parts about working with people with chronic pain, because I get to help people use their body the way that it was meant to be used, to help them live out their calling. And the coolest part of, of it all for me is seeing how God uses their experience of pain in a positive way. I've had clients who were healthcare providers, physicians, nurses, yoga instructors that as they learned how to navigate their own healing journey, became better at helping their own clients and patients. I've had clients who were teachers and stay-at-home moms, those who were homeschooling their kids, that as they learned how to navigate their healing journey, became better mothers who could model what true self-care is like and resiliency and strength to their kids and teach them vulnerable lessons about humility and empathy. I've had clients who were advocates that 
in their healing journey became better able to advocate for others, for the disabled, for the poor, for the orphan, and for the homeless. And it's always been so cool to me to see how with every one of those stories, I can see how God has used the pain as a way of equipping them for their calling. And I know how that sounds. And, and in some ways, it sounds a little bit bittersweet, right? And yet it's one of those things that gives me chills anytime I see it, where the struggle with pain and the healing journey is used for good. So as strange as that sounds, maybe God didn't give you the pain, but rather God is using your pain as a way to equip you for something more or something greater. I also mentioned that looking back on my life, I can see the times where it really felt like God had choreographed every move of mine. He led me to Kansas for a reason, and he led me through these other high points and low points. And each of those points came with an experience that was vital to develop me, developing me into a, the person that I am today. It has helped me shape the program that I have today. It's helped shape the mother that I am today and the wife that I am today and the daughter and the sister that I am today. I know that I'm not perfect and I still have a lot that I need to work on. But looking back, I can really see that God's fingerprints were on every little twist and turn in my journey. And if I'm being honest, in those low, low points, it certainly didn't feel that way. When I hit my low points where things aren't going great, it's hard to have the perspective of what, what is this all for, right? Like when you're in pain in those moments, it's hard to imagine and have the faith that anything good could come of this. Being in pain is one of the worst kinds of suffering. And so when you're suffering, you don't have that perspective to look back and see how that experience shaped you or equipped you or moved you in the right direction. But I can tell you after all the low points that I've gone through in retrospect, I can see how they were important. And that's what I would encourage you to consider. And something to think about is that when you're in that in the lowest parts, you're in pain, you're in the suffering, keep that in mind that this may be a part of the experience that God is choreographing. Now, the last sort of insight that I want to share is this issue of self-worth. I mentioned it earlier that sometimes we beat ourselves up. We're really hard on ourselves. We tell ourselves some, th some of the nastiest things. And I've dealt with the same things in my past. And it was something that I struggled with in my faith journey because my image of myself, of not being perfect, not being good enough, that created a divide between me and God because it made me feel like I was unworthy of his love. I felt like I couldn't be good enough. I was carrying around this shame. And maybe that's, that's happening for some of you listening. That self-hatred, the way that you see yourself and your imperfections and your brokenness is how you think God sees you. So you feel unworthy. Maybe you feel like you need to prove to him that you can be better to earn his love. Maybe you think that once you're better, then maybe you'll be more worthy. Maybe once you earn his love, he'll answer your prayers. Or maybe you don't feel worthy of healing. You see yourself as broken and unworthy. But something that I've learned in my journey is that God doesn't see us that way. So one night I had this experience where I was at my church in Kansas and I was with my pastor's wife and she was praying with me and she asked me to ask God what he thought of me. So I did. I asked God what he thought of me. God, what do you think of me? And I was nervous. Honestly, when I prayed that prayer, I was nervous because I didn't think that I would get any response. But instead, I got the clearest and loudest answer. And that was God said, 
I'm proud of you. And in my brokenness, in that moment where I didn't feel proud of myself, I had been doing the whole thing where I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough or I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't pretty enough. I wasn't worthy. That was the story that I've been telling myself my whole life. God showed me that he didn't see me that way, the way that I saw myself. He saw me a different way. And I know how crazy that sounds, but God sees you in a different way. He doesn't see your brokenness. He doesn't see your imperfection. He sees your purpose and he's proud of you. And so that was hard for me to hear and accept that. But at the same time, it was exactly what I needed to hear that I didn't have to earn his love and that I couldn't earn it by doing good things or being better or being more perfect. I was creating those rules for myself because of what I had been told by society and what I had been telling myself my whole life. And I was, it was creating this barrier between me and God that didn't even exist. The God I had in my mind was actually shaped by what I had been taught from religion and culture and from the self-talk in my own head. But until I actually got to know God and create a relationship with him of my own, I started to see that God's love was not transactional. He saw the beauty in me even when I didn't. He has a plan for me and was choreographing my every move even when I didn't know he was there. And I believe that same God is there for you too. So whether you're struggling in your faith or if the opposite is true, maybe your pain has made your faith stronger. Either way, I hope that by me sharing my story today has been helpful. Maybe it's given you some perspective and some deeper insights to think about. I know that after this episode, I'm going to have a huge vulnerability hangover because sharing this feels very scary and vulnerable. It's very out of my comfort zone. And so if you thought this episode was helpful to you, I'd love it if you would let me know. Uh, I'd love to hear how your faith has played a role in your pain story and how pain has changed your faith and how faith has changed your pain. I'd love to talk to you guys more about this. So feel free to send me a DM on Instagram at pain crusader, message me on Facebook, or leave me some comments to this to keep this discussion going. That's all for this one. I'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Chronic Pain Breakup Podcast. If you found this episode helpful, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes. And if you want to take this relationship to the next level, you can connect with me and other pain crusaders inside my private Facebook group, Battling Chronic Pain with Neuroscience, where these episodes are actually recorded live. And I'd love to hear from you. Share your questions and biggest struggles with your chronic pain recovery journey by reaching out to me on Facebook or on Instagram at Pain Crusader. Thanks again for listening and never stop learning.